Father, let's lift our hands to the Most High God and Blood of Laws, the Ancient of Days, the Unchangeable Changer. Give Him glory, give Him honor. Worship Him. Worship Him. Magnify His holy name. It's worthy to be praised. It's worthy to be adored. It's worthy to be magnified. Let's praise Him. Let's magnify His holy name. There's no one like Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. Thank you, Father. Amen. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Lord, you are the man of war. His mercy endureth forever and ever. Oh, pray, please, please, amen. And the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jehovah, the man of war, is mercy. Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, Jehovah, the man of war, we worship you. Thank you for everything you've done for us since the year began. Thank you for January. Thank you for February. Thank you for March. Thank you for April. Thank you for May. Father, accept our worship in Jesus' name. Lord of hosts, tonight arise. Defend your church. Defend our families. Defend our nations. Arise, O Lord. And let all your enemies be scattered. 
In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Well, let somebody shout hallelujah. Uh -uh. The winning side is the shouting side. Okay. That's better. Shake hands with two or three people and tell them, I am born to win. And then you may please be seated. Except those who are born in the month of May. If you are born in the month of May, let me hear you shout hallelujah. Father Almighty, I want to present to you your children born in the month of May. I thank you for their lives. I thank you for all you've done for them thus far. Lord God Almighty, I am praying that because May is the fifth month of the year and five is the number of grace, I pray, Lord God Almighty, that you be gracious unto this your children. Let them find favor with men. Let them find favor with God. When they go out, let them find favor. When they come in, let them find favor. Father, in all areas of their lives, please be gracious unto them. Give them a new beginning and let them keep on succeeding. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Children of May, shout a big hallelujah. You may please be seated. And May is a special month also for our Papa family. So if you belong to our Papa family, rise on your feet and shout a real Papa hallelujah. My Father, my God, I want to commit into your hands all your children in their papa family. Those who are here and those who might be anywhere else in the world. I pray, Lord God Almighty, that this family will continue to excel. Physically, you will excel. Materially, you will excel. Spiritually, you will excel. In the service of God, you will excel. Everywhere you go, you will excel. God will move you from glory to glory. Your sun will never set. You just keep on shining brighter. And God will grant all your requests. 
and your joy will never end. So shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. A Papa family shout another hallelujah. By the grace of God, the June Holy Ghost service will be discussing Swimming in Glory, Part 7, subtitled Born to Sing God's Praise. Born to Sing God's Praise. The month of June is the month when we want to thank the Almighty God for the first half of the year because as the elders will tell you if you show gratitude for what has been done for you in the past then you can expect more. So we want to thank God in June and the team will be born to sing God's praise. I want to thank God for the speakers of tonight. I want to thank God for my daughter who did an excellent work teaching us about what it means to be born to win. Line upon line, precept upon precept, she did a thorough teaching job. While she was preaching, in my prayer room I was saying, there goes my girl. Let's give the Lord a big round of applause for that wonderful, wonderful presentation. And then came the evangelist. Glory, <laughs> glory be to God. It was so fast, I, w- I wish I were near to say, hey, slow down a little. Somebody's interpreting. That was beautiful. That was magnificent. Let's give the Lord a big round of applause for all these wonderful children. Oh, I am delighted. My future is already guaranteed. I have glorious children, children who can teach, children who can preach, children who can bring the fire of God down. Let's, let's give the Lord another round of applause. As usual, tonight as we take our text from Romans chapter 8, from verse 31 to 39, Romans 8, 31 to 39, the Bible says, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, 
who also maketh intercession for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ, shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Tonight we'll be concentrating on verse 37. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Tell your neighbor, I am more than a conqueror. But before we go to the meat of the program tonight, we will want to, as usual, give a few minutes to those who are yet to surrender their life to Jesus Christ. We want to share with them the basic reason why they need to be born again urgently, urgently. And that basic reason is because they need peace. And then we'll be talking about three basic types of peace that they must have urgently and therefore they must surrender their lives to Jesus Christ tonight. The first kind of peace is peace with God. Peace with God. Why? Psalm 7 verse 11 Psalm 7 verse 11 says, God is angry with the wicked every day. Every sinner is in trouble because God is angry with the wicked every day. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 4. Proverbs 16 verse 4 says, The Lord made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. In other words, if you are a sinner and you are not running quickly to Jesus Christ, you have been made reserved for the day of evil. 
Romans 5 verse 1, however, Romans 5 verse 1 says, we are justified by faith, and the moment we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. The moment you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, you have peace with God. The quarrel between you and God is over. Until then, God is angry with you on a daily basis. The second kind of peace that you must have urgently is peace in God. Peace in God. In John chapter 16, verse 33, John 16, verse 33, Jesus Christ said that in this world there will be tribulation. But if you are in him, you have peace. He said, this thing I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. Because in the world, there will be tribulations. If a man is not in Christ, and you bear all the troubles happening all over the world, your heart will shake. But those of us who are in Christ, when we see the wars, the rumors of wars, the flood, the hurricanes, the fire outbreaks, we look forward and know that our redemption is near. We have peace in God because we belong to him. In John chapter 14, verse 27, John 14, verse 27, Jesus Christ himself said, Peace I live with you. My peace I give you. Not the kind of peace that the world gives, but the peace in God is made available to us. And the third kind of peace that you must have urgently, which you can only get through Jesus Christ, is called the peace of God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Philippians 4, verse 7 says, The peace of God passes all understanding. It is a peace that can keep your heart and mind stable, no matter what is happening. Problems right and left, a lot of bad news everywhere. But if you have the peace of God, you will remain stable. Your blood pressure will remain normal. Everything will remain cool because the peace of God passes all understanding. Peace with God that settles your quarrel with God. No more anger of the Almighty God facing you on a daily basis. The peace in God and the peace of God. You can have all three 
when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, Romans 14, verse 17, that the kingdom of God is not only meat and drink, but it is in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So if you give your life to Him, you begin to enjoy peace. It doesn't matter what is happening, you will be at rest. Because you know that there's no more quarrel between you and God. You know that he has given you peace that is ruling your heart. Then you have the peace that the world cannot understand. But as long as you refuse to surrender your life to him, the peace will elude you. And so I'm going to ask those of you who are here, and have not yet surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, and you want to do so. You want to have the peace with God. You want to have peace in God. You want to have the peace of God. I will ask you to come forward very quickly so I can pray for your salvation and you can begin to enjoy the peace of God that passes all understanding. When you come to Jesus Christ, you have come to the Prince of Peace. And he will make his peace available to you. And those who are clapping for Jesus, you will never lack peace. Any hand that is clapped for Jesus Christ can never wither. But hurry up. The Lord is waiting for you. Thank you very much. Talk to the Almighty God now. Ask Him to please save your soul. Ask Him to please forgive your sins. Tell God, I don't want you to be angry with me anymore. I've come to surrender my life to you. Please, Lord God Almighty, I want to be at peace with you. Have mercy on me. Cry unto Him. I've come to surrender my life to you. I want to enjoy peace with you. I want to enjoy the peace that is in you, and I want to enjoy the peace that comes from you. I want to be at peace with you, and I want to be at peace in every area of my life. Save my soul, O oh Lord, and I will serve you for the rest of my life. Let's stretch our hands to them, those of us who remain, and wish this our new brothers and sisters salvation. From the Almighty God, that the one who saved our souls will save their souls also. Let's go ahead and call on the Almighty God for them. God bless you as you come. This is your day of salvation. Don't miss this opportunity. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Our Father and our God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for your word. And thank you for these people who have responded to the altar call. They have come to you, Lord. Please receive them in Jesus' name. Have mercy on every one of them. Save their souls. Please wash them in your blood. And write their names in the book of life. 
And please, Lord God Almighty, from now on, let your anger towards them cease. Let them become members of your family. And whenever they cry unto you, please answer them by fire. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Now, those of you in front, let me hear you shout hallelujah. Good. Now, I want to assure you that from now, by the grace of God, I'll be praying for you. So I'm going to need your names, your address, and your prayer requests. And I promise you from now on, by God's grace, I'll be praying for you. God bless you.
Romans chapter 8 verse 37 says we are more than conquerors. We are created equal. All men are created equal. But we are not born equal. Created equal, but not born equal. The day, the day the baby of an elephant is born, that very day, is already bigger than a rat. Is that correct? The elephant is a creature of God. The rat is a creature of God. They are both created equal. But they are not born equal. The elders have a saying. They said the elephant never gives birth to a dwarf. The child of an elephant must be like an elephant. It's a settled matter. Meaning what? Some people are born to win. Some people are born to lose. Romans chapter 9. You can read it from verse 10 to 15. Romans 9, 10 to 15. Two children, twins, in the womb of the same mother. They were not yet born. They haven't done anything good or evil. And God had already said, Jacob, I love, Esau, I hate. Before they were born, one was born to win, the other was born to lose. Is there any winner here in the house today? If we are born to win, let me hear you shout hallelujah. Oh, Romans chapter 9 verse 17. Romans 9 17 says, Pharaoh was born to lose. He became big. He became a great king. He was even considered the ruler of the whole world at that time. But God said, <laughs> at the end I'm going to drown you to show the world that there is somebody called the king of kings. Some are born to lose. Some are born to, to win. Which is one of the major reasons why everybody 
should come to Christ. Because even if you were born to lose and you come to Christ, the story will change. Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, 2 Corinthians 5 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passing away. How many things become new? All things become new. Every true child of God in this house, let me hear you shout hallelujah. Now, now, and I hope you will pay attention because <laughs> this one of those nights when destinies hang in the balance. And we are not here to, to, to joke tonight. Born to win means born to fight. <laughs> I'm laughing because <laughs> I'm laughing because there is another proverb that says the Imam spoke and the thunder rumbled and he said God has confirmed what I've just said. <laughs> One more time, if you are a winner in the house, let me hear you shout hallelujah. You see, when you read, we are more than conquerors. That should tell you straight away. This is a very serious matter. We don't use the word conquer when we are discussing games. When, you, when one team plays another team and one loses and the other wins, we say, this team defeated this team. You conquer in war. The God we serve is not a civilian. You get that point clear? Exodus 15 verse 3. Exodus 15 verse 3 says the Lord is a man of war. Psalm 24 verse 7 to 10. Psalm 24 verse 7 to 10 says... Is mighty in battle. Don't let anybody deceive you. Life is war. From the day you are born till the day you end, it is war. 
The elder said that is why a newborn baby cries. As soon as he's born, he said, hey, the battle begins. <laughs> and he keeps fighting until finally when death comes, he says, hey, hey, now the battle is over. Are you a Christian? The Bible made it clear. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 to 4. Second Timothy 2, 3 to 4, he said, You are chosen to be a soldier of Christ. When you gave your life to Jesus, you have just joined an army, the army of Christ. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, 1 Timothy 6, verse 12, he said, Fight the good fight of faith. We are in a war, brother. We are in a war, sister. Glory be to God, we shall win. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 4, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 4, it says, even though we live in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We are fighting a battle. And it went on to say in verse 4 that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You don't take weapons to Sunday school class. Weapons is for fighting. Warfare. But like I told you, I think in January, or at least earlier this year, the war or the fight is fixed in our favor. Oh, <laughs> before we begin to fight at all, we have already won. You saw a little bit of it tonight. I wasn't surprised. In the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and there was darkness. And then God said, Let there be light. And I decreased right now in the life of every one of you from this moment onward, let there be light. And the Bible says the light shines in darkness and darkness cannot overcome it. It is impossible for darkness to overcome light. We are winners. The Bible says if God be for us, who can be against us? We are winners. The fight is fixed in our favor. As one of my children mentioned, those who, one of the people who spoke, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, he said, Hey, you have God, little children. We are little, but we have God. And said, We have overcome them. Even before we begin to fight, we have overcome. Because greater is he that is in us than he 
that is in the world. I'm going to ask you one more time. How many of you believe without any doubt, I am born to win? Then shout a big hallelujah to God. And then that means get ready to fight. And I'm going to mention just a few points because of another meeting I have later on. You must fight sickness. Do I hear amen to that? The moment you give your life to Jesus Christ, you are equipped to fight sickness and win. Ask the doctors. They will tell you that the way God created you, he put inside your blood soldiers. I think they call them leukocyte, white blood corpuscles, something like that. I'm not a medical doctor. But inside your blood, there are soldiers. The assignment is to fight anything that is not created to make you healthy. That is why when you have a cut in any part of your body, blood rushes there. Why? Hey, where is that intruder coming from? They want to flush it out. And after some time, when they feel they have flushed out the invader, the blood clots. It forms a shield to prevent anything from outside coming through the wound. That is the way God made it. And many a times when, for one reason or the other, maybe the intruder came through your mouth. Maybe you ate something you shouldn't eat and so, and it gets into your body and it begins to do some damage. The soldiers in your blood will rise up and begin to fight. In the process of fighting, they generate heat. That's when your temperature begins to rise. You are born to win. Ask the doctors. They will tell you that under proper conditions, the body will always heal itself. That when they give you drugs at all, it is to quicken the fight. Oh, you say better. We heard that some people die. Yes, sir. It is appointed unto man to die. Everybody will die. That's why that's Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. Hebrews 9, 27 says it's appointed unto man once to 
die. We're all going to die. That's not what we are talking about. I mean, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Where's Lazarus now? Hey. <laughs> he still died. And I'm sure you, some of you begin to say, we had so, so and so died, so and so. Hey, 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 hey. Mind your own business. It's you we are talking about now. And the others will say, Falana, mind your business. Uh-huh. You must fight any sickness that is trying to send you to an early grave. Because the purpose of sickness is to see to it if, if you will allow, if they can cause you to die before your time. Tell your neighbor, I refuse to die before my time. Oh, do I have a choice in the matter? Listen, Philippians chapter 1, from verse 23 to 26. Philippians 1, 23 to 26. Paul said, I find myself in a, in a stretch between two opinions. I want to go and be with the Lord, which is far better. But I see that there are some of you here who still need me. He said, I will stay. May I assure you, in the name that's above every other name, I'm not leaving this world until I finish my assignment. What about you? Because he said, he said, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, the same Paul now, in 2 Timothy chapter 4 from verse 6 to 8, he said, now I'm ready to go. He said, why? I've already fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Where can I go? You must fight sickness. Don't let sickness kill you before your time. In 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1 to 10, 2 Kings 20, from verse 1 to 10, God himself sent a prophet, true prophet, to go and tell King Hezekiah, Hezekiah, you're going to die. Put your house in order. Hezekiah said, God, I'm not ready to go yet. <laughs> God told the prophet, go and tell him. I give him additional 15 years. Is there anybody here today who does not want to die before his time? If you are such a fellow, let me hear you shout hallelujah. Some of you, you remember the story of uh, Papa, Papa Okeo, came here to see me at the age of 84 and said, uh, man of God, I was a prophet, I think when he was 40 years old, who prophesied to me and told me everything that would happen in my life, everything. 
but he said at the age of 84, I will die. And everything the prophet said happened. And now there are two weeks to go. That's why I've come to, to the Holy Land here to die here. I said, Papa, you, do you really want to die? He said, uh, no, but the prophet said, uh, 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 uh. forget what the prophet said. You, do you really want to die? He said, no. <laughs> I decree tonight, every prophecy that is contrary to your well-being, I cancel in Jesus' name. I said, Papa, I know you've just given your life to Jesus Christ not too long ago. He said, yes. Are you ready to serve God now? He said, oh, with all my heart. And then, who is talking about death? He said, the prophet said, I said, forget the prophet. By the grace of God, there's a bigger prophet now. I said, Papa, you are not going anywhere. Papa left this world just few days before he became 100. And he sent to me to say, tell him to please come. I, Papa said, thank you very much. I think I want to go now. I said, no problem, daddy. It is written, brother. It's written, my beloved children. According to Psalm 118, verse 17, Psalm 118, verse 17, I shall not die. Say it loud and clear. But live to declare the works of God. I read in the newspapers. Was it this week or last week? A woman had been in a coma for 27 years. Unconscious for 27 years. And then she woke up. Only God knows how many times some of, his, of the, her parents must have prayed, God, let her die so that we can continue with our life. The woman refused to die. <laughs> Lift your hands to the Almighty God and say, Father, I will not die before my time. I join my faith with yours and I say, Amen. You must fight sickness. Fight it in your life. Fight it in the life of others. Lay hands on the sick. Command sickness to leave them. Lay your hands on your children. Tell sickness, leave my children alone. When the time comes to die, that's a settled matter. There's nothing we can do about that. The other say you can cure sickness, you can cure death. We all know that. But I'm not dying before my time. That's the point. I am not dying before my time. And then you must fight over poverty. 
It's a battle. You have to fight over poverty. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 15 verse 11, Deuteronomy 15 verse 11, he said, there will always be poor people in the land. But he didn't say you were the one. He didn't say you'll be one of them. Open your mouth loud and clear and say, I refuse to die poor. In Leviticus 25 verse 35 Leviticus 30, 25 verse 35 The Bible says If your brother waxing should, wax, should wax poor If your brother becomes poor Help him Now which one do you prefer? The one who is helped Or the one who is helping? The one that they, they, they have to use secondhand clothes to, to cover. Or the one who is buying the cloth. For, which one do you prefer? Say it one more time. I refuse to die poor. Now, the fight against sickness... Is fixed because Jesus had already made provision. By his stripes, you were healed. The fight against poverty is already fixed because 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9 says, He became poor that you might become rich. He became poor that you might become rich. They have paid for your wealth. In, in third John verse 2, third John verse 2, he said clearly, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. It is the wish of God that you prosper. And in the name that's above every other name, it doesn't matter what anybody may say, you will prosper. John chapter 10 verse 10, Jesus said it himself. John chapter 10 verse 10, he said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. It is fixed. The, the fight against poverty is fixed in your favor. In Psalm 92 from verse 12 to 14. Yeah, Psalm 92 from verse 12 to 14. The Bible said that the righteous shall flourish. It didn't say you will manage to survive. It said you will flourish, you will flourish. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28 verse 11 to 12. Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. It said you will be lending to nations and you won't borrow I decree in the name that's above every other name you will not die in poverty so go ahead fight poverty make up your mind don't accept it don't let the devil deceive you for years the devil tried to deceive Christians 
telling them money is the root of all evil. That's not what the Bible said. He said the love of money. Not money. You need money to do things for God. I was telling them at the European Convention of our churches that we just had a couple of days ago. We have 49 nations gathered together for convention. I told them of something that happened years ago when I was in a particular part of the country here. And I wanted to preach on their television. And because I was a lecturer in the university, they found it difficult to say to me that I can't preach. So they decided that they would discourage me by charging exorbitantly. I said I needed so many hours per month. They said, you must pay so much per hour. I said, I will pay. They were surprised. After one month, when they saw that suddenly the program had become the talk of the town, they called me and they said that uh, I can't continue. I said, why not? They said the money I was paying was too much and was too little. They said they want to double the money. I said, I will pay. After the second month, they called me again and they said they want to triple the money. I said, I will pay. Raise your hand to the Almighty God. Say, everything I need to serve you. Provide abundantly. You must fight poverty. So do what God says to make sure that poverty is defeated in your life because you are born to win. Let me hear you say amen loud and clear. The Bible says, ah, so and you will reap. Give and you shall be given. The Bible is clear. But then he also says you must be diligent. Proverbs 22 verse 29. Proverbs 22 verse 29 says, See as thou a man diligent in his business, he will stand before kings and not before me men. I've always told the story of a young man. He was educated, but he couldn't get a job. And he said, I refuse. I refuse to die in poverty. He applied. Nobody gave him a job. And he said, but I'm a good cook. So he got a little bit of money, bought some beans, got a bottle of oil, and got one location at one corner, somewhere in Lagos. I started frying akara. He's a man. But he began to fry a car and he knew <laughs> he knew Lagos people. Soon as they saw Akara by the roadside, they began to buy his Akara. Before you knew it, he saved enough money to buy a motorcycle. And he began to do Okada. From the money from one motorcycle, he bought a second one. So he became an employer of labor. In the name that's above every other name. The idea 
that will lead you to a millionaire. God will give you very soon. must be willing to fight the battle over bondage. Thank you, Father. The Lord asked me to tell somebody that your strength will return steadily. That is a the fellow we understand, whoever the fellow is. But he asked me to tell you the answer is yes. Do you know that the battle for your freedom, total freedom, total deliverance is fixed? How? Because God said in James chapter 4, verse 7, James chapter 4, verse 7, he said, if you will submit yourself to God, if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. If I can defeat the devil himself, then who are demons? Demons are just servants of Satan. Satan is the boss. And God says, I can cause Satan to run. I say, fair. The Bible says, all you need to do is submit to God. Submit to God. And then you can tell the devil to run and it will run. I use the word eat. Even though some people prefer to call him he. But you must be determined to resist the devil. And the Bible says you have to resist the devil steadfastly. It's a fight. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 to 9. First Peter 5, verse 8 to 9 says you are to receive the devil steadfastly. You see, because if you don't receive the devil, he will stay and become a thorn in your flesh. Numbers chapter 33 verse 55. Numbers 33 verse 55. God said to the children of Israel, any of the enemies in the land that you fail to root out will stay and become tons in your flesh. The worst part of it is if you don't resist the devil he will not begin to resist you. When you go through the scriptures, if you read Joshua chapter 11 verse 22, Joshua 11 verse 22, it is in Gath that the children of Israel allowed some giants to stay. So let us let some giants stay. By the time we got to 1 Samuel chapter 17 from verse 1 to 16, 1 Samuel 17, 1 to 16, Goliath came from the same Gath. 
to terrorize the children of Israel. I want to encourage every one of you here tonight. Every giant in your life must go tonight. Don't deal with one giant and leave the others. Because in 2 Samuel chapter 21, from verse 15 to 22, 2 Samuel 21, 15 to 22, the Bible tells us that Goliath had four brothers. And they all came later. After David defeated Goliath, the other four came. They showed up. Later, one of them would have killed David, but somebody helped. Tonight, you and I are going to face every Goliath that may be left in our lives, and they must go tonight in Jesus' name. (laughs) If you discover that things are not going the way they should go, you know then it is the devil that is resisting you. You are not making progress the way you should make progress. It is the devil that is resisting you. You, When you are reading your books, you understand everything. Then you get to the examination hall and you can't remember anything. That's not natural. That's the devil. What everybody is doing and they are succeeding, you try to do it and you are failing, that's not natural. There are forces you cannot see at work and you are born to win. You'll be, you won't fail again. No more defeat in Jesus' name. I told you, some of you, who are old enough will remember I told you a story. We had a, a program in Akure. We used to call it Christ the Dreamer Congress in those days. We finished the program and we were all going rejoicing. We have had a wonderful time. And a man blocked my way and said, Sir, you can go. I said, no, we are finished. We've prayed every... He said, no, 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 you are not going anywhere. Ah, okay. If I'm not going anywhere, what is the problem? He was a successful businessman. He had a factory. But all of a sudden, everything broke down. All the machines refused to work. And he spent all the money he had. He borrowed so much from his friends that when the friends saw him coming, they ran. They are not asking for what he borrowed, but they don't want him to borrow more. So when they saw him coming, they ran. I decree in the name that's above every other name, you will never (laughs) borrow again. (laughs) Things got so bad that there was no food in the house. And the children had no food for days. The mother couldn't bear the agony of these children crying all the time. So the the mother became mental. And he had no money to take the woman to hospital to to, to, to one babalao. 
He says, sir, you are not going anywhere. My problem must be solved today. And in the name of the one who sent me, before tomorrow morning, every one of you will sing a song of victory. So I said, oh, that, that, okay, that is all right. Uh, I said, stretch out your hand. He stretched out his hand. I laid my hands on his hand. I said, in the mighty name of Jesus, your hands are anointed. Go and lay your hands on your wife, etc., etc. And he left. He got home. Went straight to his wife. Laid the hands on her. And the woman jacked up as somebody coming out of his sleep. I said, what am I doing here? Ah, this thing is working. He ran to his machine, lay hands on the machine, and the machine began to work immediately. The next time I saw him, he was riding a brand new car. In the name that's above every other name, every force blocking your way shall be moved away today in Jesus' name. Let me just mention maybe one more so, so that we have time to pray before we go to the other things we want to do. What about victor, victory over attackers? People who are just attacking you. I mean, you had the testimony of one of our children that was made chairman of a one something and some people just decided to attack. You know, there are people who love to attack you simply because you are succeeding. We are going to deal with them tonight. Yeah. Thank you, Father. The Lord said there's someone here, he said, you used to be extremely happy. He said, but things changed. God asked me to tell you, I will restore. Then this is my own. So let me say amen to it before I tell you. The Lord said, There's someone here tonight. He said, The people you have helped will begin to come back to bless you. Thank you, Lord. Daddy says, there's someone here, he said, where you have failed, your children will succeed. What about victory over attackers? Some people just love to attack you because you are succeeding. Don't worry yourself. The fight is fixed. Because Isaiah 54 verse 17, Isaiah 54 verse 17 says, There's no weapon formed against you that shall prosper. 
It's already settled. Even before you begin to fight at all, there are weapons God said will not prosper. But take note. He said in Isaiah 54 verse 15, Isaiah 54 verse 15, he said, surely they will gather together, but not by me. I'm not the one gathering all these people against you. <laughs> and then God said, whosoever shall gather together against you shall fall for your sake. And people have always said, why don't you do something about your enemies? There's no need. If anything at all, I should be praying to God to be merciful. Because God said he would deal with them. Those who gather together against you shall fall for your sake. I'm not the one who said so. He said, I will deal with them. He said, in another place, he said, don't worry myself. Don't worry yourself, my son. He said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. And if you have ever seen God fight, you'll be afraid for your enemies. The elders have a saying, they say, when God decides to fight for you, you that is fighting for, you become frightened. Ah, go through the scriptures. If only these people will read the Bible, they will stay away from you. They won't bother you. Because in number chapter 16, from verse 1 to 34, number 16, 1 to 34, some people gather together against Moses. The ground swallowed them alive. That's very frightening. Somebody said, Don't you understand the meaning of Psalm 23, verse 5? Psalm 23, verse 5 says, Thou preparest a table before me. Where? In the presence of my enemy. He said, How do you think that happens? He paralyzes them. When God wants to deal with your enemy, he could paralyze them. When he wants to deal with your enemy, he could cause them to die early. The ground could swallow them. Or, because some people say that's in the Old Testament. i show you one in the New Testament. When somebody tries to hinder you from doing the work of God, God could give that fellow enough problems. Acts of the Apostles chapter 13. Acts 13 from verse 6 to 12. Paul was preaching. And there was this fellow who was saying, hey, that's not true. Hey, After some time, Paul said, okay, since you don't want me to do the work that God called me to do, how about you becoming blind? Thank God Paul added for a while. 
God can give enough problem to those who want to hinder you that they won't even have time for you at all. I can talk to you, I can tell you example upon examples. I mean, of recent, I heard that uh, one prophet, uh, he called himself a prophet, that he prophesied that I would die very soon. Uh, <laughs> when I heard, I smiled. And I, I spoke the kind of grammar we used to speak when I was uh, in, in Usuka in the 1960s. I said, what did I do you for? <laughs> what did he say I've done to him? I, I don't know him. We have no, our path has no cross. He said, I'm going to die. And some people said, well, what, what are you going to do about it? I said, ah, nothing. I said, already said to I will tell you one story. Several years ago, some of the children of God in Foursquare, I think Assemblies of God, and Redeemed Christian Church of God and some other ministry joined together to start a bank. When they started the bank, the, the day they want to launch it, they invited me to come and help them pray. So I went. After the prayer, they said they want me to be their first customer. I said, I have no money. I'm talking of years ago. Eh, they said, that's no problem. Just open an account. They said they will put uh, 50,000 naira there as out of their own pocket. Okay. So I filled the form. And then one newspaper reported the story and said, I am the one who started the bank. And that I deposited, I, I, I spent 50 million naira to start the bank. Eh? <laughs> At that time, even if we said the whole of us is redeemed, we are not up to 50 million. <laughs> and then there was a meeting of Pentecostal leaders. It was around the time when Archbishop Bidahusa had just died. While the meeting was on, one fellow who called himself a prophet got up and said he heard that I had started a bank and thus said the Lord just as Idahusa died suddenly I will be the next fellow to follow ah. and everybody there they were all looking at me aren't you going to say something I said there's no need no need God had already spoken he said when the prophet says I said when I didn't say anything I will deal with the prophet that's more than 20 years ago I'm still here the one who said I'm going to die is no more I have good news for you my children Anyone who is expecting you to die before your time, 
you will be there at their ceremony, burial ceremony. You will be there at their funeral. You are born to win. Let me round with let me round up with this so that because I, I want you to really pray for at least thirty minutes tonight. Because our weapon of warfare not canna. We we don't fight with guns and cutlasses, but we fight with prayer. And every Goliath must fall tonight. We must Activate our victory tonight. You must fight till every no becomes yes. In Matthew 15, from verse 21 to 28, Matthew 15, 21 to 28, a woman came to Jesus Christ. I said, I'm not the one in trouble, really. It's my daughter. My child is grievously vexed with the devil. The devil is troubling my home. I need help. The Bible said, Jesus didn't answer her. She kept on crying. The apostles, the bishops, the pastors said, Lord, throw drive this woman away. She's too noisy. Jesus said, I'm not sent to, the, to anybody except to the house of Israel. Uh. <laughs> the woman said, whether I belong to the house of Israel or not, I'm getting a miracle tonight. The devil is going to be defeated in my family tonight. He came to the Lord and said, Have mercy on me. I know I'm not of the house of Israel, but have mercy on me. Jesus Christ said, I can't give the bread of children to dogs. He said, This dog is not going home without a miracle. There's somebody here tonight. You won't go back the way you came. She cried until Jesus said, Woman, great is your faith. Receive your miracle. In John chapter 2 from verse 1 to 11, John 2 verse 1 to 11, when the mother of Jesus came to him and said, There's no more wine in Canaan of Galilee, the mother said to those who are standing there, Don't move an inch. Anything he asks you to do, do it. What Jesus Christ said was, it's not yet. Because these people refuse to move, not yet becomes now. Every miracle you have been expecting, you are getting it tonight in Jesus' name. You must learn to fight until every no becomes a yes, every not yet becomes now. Remember the story in Mark chapter 2 from verse 1 to 12. Mark 2 from verse 1 to 12. When they brought 
this young man who was paralyzed from neck down was brought by his four friends. And they got there and they found that the doors were blocked by people, windows blocked by people. They climbed to the roof and broke the, the roof. The Bible says from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God sovereign violence. The violent take it by force. By force. The problem with many of us is that just before our result will come, we stop praying. Tonight we are going to force our way through. We are born to win. We are tired of losing. We are more than conquerors. No more defeat. We are born to prosper. No more losses. I thought I would hear amen louder and clear. I've told you the story before of a, of a, a day after one convention and uh, I was very, very tired. I finished. Everybody had gone home. I'd gone round to camp, saw that everything was in order, came back home, told my wife, no more visitors, now I, I qualify to rest, and so I'm going, to, I'm going to bed. Shortly after that, she came. Woman, I told you that I don't want any more assignment, I want to rest her. There's a woman at the door. She came from the north. She had the children. Is daddy home? They said, yes, because my children don't lie. I want to see him. They said, he's not seeing anybody again today. <laughs> the woman said, he's home. They said, yes. He's not seeing anybody today. They said, yeah. Who is talking about today? Yeah, we sit at this door until it comes. Whether today or tomorrow, it's in, ah, yes, ah, fine. How many of you know that God has not traveled? That God is at home and is ready to hear you? Let me hear you shout a big hallelujah. So my wife said, you are tired, you better add this one to your tiredness. Because they gave her food, she sat down at my door, ate the food, and just relaxed. It's at home. <laughs> I came to her, woman, what is the problem? He said, it is this my head. Anytime something good is about to happen, something will happen and throw it away. Just touch this head and, let's, and then I'll be able to go. Lay your hand on your own head. And say, head, hear the word of the Lord. You are born to win. You must win. And so shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. And so tonight we're going to pray. 
and you are going to pray for 30 minutes at least. You're going to name all the giants blocking your way one by one. And tell them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, they must get out of your way now. Every sickness, every disease, every ache, every pain, everything causing you sorrow, your problems physical, your problems material, your problems spiritual, your problems marital, you must present them before God one by one by one tonight. Until we get up knowing fully well that we are born to win and winners we are. So if you want, you can come to the altar. If you want, you can kneel down. If you want, you can sit down. If you want, you can stand. But if I were you, I will pray with all my heart. You start by thanking the Almighty God and then present your case. God is here. He hasn't traveled. He's willing to listen to you. You are born to win. Go ahead and begin to talk to the Almighty God. Tell Him all the problems that have been hindering your victory and claim your victory tonight. Call on Him and He will answer you. He will surprise you tonight and you will leave this place shouting, I am more than the conqueror. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Before I pray for you, I, I want you to please stand. Uh, we want to pray some prayers in agreement. Let's stand. Let's stand up and join our hands together with our neighbor. We want to pray a prayer of agreement, one or two. First of all, I want you to lift your voice to the Almighty God loud and clear and say, Father. I'm in agreement with my neighbor. Give my neighbor total victory. Go ahead, talk to the Almighty God. 
I'm in agreement, Lord, with all this your children. Total victory, Lord. Total victory. Total victory. Total victory, Lord. Total victory. Total victory, my Father, my God. Total victory for all these your children. Total victory. Physical, material, mental, marital, spiritual. Total victory, Lord. Total victory. Total victory. Total victory. Oh, Ramboku Shake, Rendia Keremaka, Kanti Remoko Runda Makashata. Total victory, Lord. Total victory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. With your hands still joined together, I want you to lift your voice to him and say, Father, we are in one accord. In all our churches, no more cancer. Go ahead, talk to the almighty God. In the mighty name of Jesus. We are in one accord. We are in one accord. We are in one accord, Lord. You said if two of us shall agree as touching anything that we ask or not, it will be done for us by Father in heaven. We are in one accord. In all our churches, Lord, no more cancer. No more cancer. No more cancer. In the mighty name of Jesus. No more cancer. No more cancer. Rakosurundramakoshekerende kembokotonda. No more cancer, Lord. Deke kende remoko runde keremankashendeke mukonto runde remoko runde makashanta. No more cancer, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And then lift your voice to the Almighty God and say, Father, in all our families, no more premature death. Go ahead, talk to the Almighty God. In all our families, Lord, we are in one accord. We decree, Lord, no more premature death. In the mighty name of Jesus, no more premature death. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory be to God. Rekindere manka shiki rendere mokoronde kere mokotonde kere mokosanta. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your holy name. Thank you, my Father. Glory be to your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And one more prayer, and you pray this one with all your heart and say, Father, I agree with my neighbor. From now on, open doors. Go ahead, talk to the Almighty God. Open doors in every area of the life of this, my children of these children of God. Open doors. Open doors. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, open doors. No more hindrance, no more slowdown. Open doors, open doors, open doors. Thank you, Father. Open doors. For all of these children, I'm in total agreement, Lord. Open doors. Open doors. Thank you, Father. Open doors physical, open doors material, open doors spiritual, open doors everywhere. In all areas of their lives, Lord, open doors. Open doors. Rakundre moko rondekere makashiki rendere moko chanta. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. My Father and my God, Lord of hosts, the one who never lost a war, I thank you this morning. I thank you on behalf of all your children here and those who are following us all over the world. Please, Lord God Almighty, on behalf of every one of us, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. I stand here today, Lord, as your representative to this, your children, and as their representative to you. I want to make some decrees, Lord, as I do so, establish it. Yeah. 
If only to prove to them that you are the one who called me. Every decree I make this morning, establish it. In the name that's above every other name. None of you will die before your time. In a manner you cannot even understand, God will clear your debts. The life more abundant that Jesus promised, beginning from this month, you begin to enjoy it. You will never fail again. You will never know defeat. There will be no more losses for you. You will never know sorrow again. God will renew your strength. And in all your families, there will be no more premature death. In all your churches, no more cancer. Beginning from today, doors will open unto you. Every Goliath in your life shall fall tonight. It shall be well with you. Forever you'll be a winner. All who gather against you shall fall by you. God will help you. He will support you. He will make your victory total. So shall it be. And you too, you will serve God. You will find it easy to win souls. None of your relatives will go to hell. None of your neighbors will go to hell. God will help you to win souls. He shall be well with you. He will answer all your prayers. And your joy will never end. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Go ahead, give the Lord a big round of applause. As you return to your seats. God bless you. Victory, victory, hallelujah, 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 victory, victory, hallelujah, Jesus conquered the
Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The overjoyment has called me where. Well. Overjoy me, yeah. Overjoy me, sing hallelujah. Yeah. thank you from the bottom of our heart we say thank you we know you have heard our prayers we know the testimonies will be many please accept our thanks in Jesus name Father bless the offerings of your children sanctify it use it for your glory and all those who have given you this money, Father, don't let them ever borrow again. Thank you, Almighty God. As your children will be going, please go with them. Grant them journey mercies. And by the time we come again, let their testimonies be multiples. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Well, let somebody shout hallelujah. God bless you. You are free to go. Walk us.